Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Now this is episode four of the Disney obsessed fangirling uh, that we are doing right now. And if you've not been listening to the podcast for like a hot minute, you probably aren't aware that I am I am one of those Disney people that is, and, I, and I'm not, I have no shame about that. I am a Disney person. Uh, that is what is going on. I've actually recorded a little bit of Disney fangirling for each of the Disney parks. And this one is about Animal Kingdom. Can you fangirl a Disney park? Absolutely. You absolutely can. <laughs> People say that it's their happy place. And yep, that's that's totally, totally me. Now, a while back, we fangirled Disney's new land, which is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, that was mostly about the Disneyland option because Disney World has not opened just yet. Yeah. Combining Star Wars with Disney, you know I was down for that. I'm so down for that. I cannot wait to take those first steps into this brand new land. And it's coming soon. Yay. Uh, but Disney is such a big topic. Like there's all kinds of podcasts out there that are devoted strictly to Disney. This podcast is not going to be devoted strictly to Disney. But I did feel like because it's it runs you know, through my blood, through my veins, through my every conscious waking thought, it definitely needed its own fangirling moment. And so that's what we're doing. Hopefully you've listened to the other shows. I kind of went in chronological order as far as when they were opened at Disney World, which is why Animal Kingdom is in the fourth spot because it is the last park to open at Walt Disney World. This is such a big topic. We are going to try to, you know, cut it down into these chunks by talking about each park instead of like, say, we're not going as far as let's talk about each land because that gets crazy. So we're going to talk about each park in general and why we think they are awesome. All right. Today I have as my guest, my friend, Amy. Hey, Amy. Hey. And Amy Albers is an Atlanta mom. Uh, she has three boys, but, but Amy, I was thinking about this. I think, I think we're about to get into like man mom territory. I don't know if that's a thing, but oh, like God. your dudes, yeah. yeah, your dudes are dudes now. They're well, one of them's still your baby, but um, yes, my baby is still my baby and I'm trying to keep him my baby as long as I can. So let's not rush that on him. I feel that so so much. <laughs> okay, so what we what we know about Amy, um do you do you guys have that mom that I don't know. She's a serial <laughs> volunteer. Amy knew where I was going with this, right? Because it's my it's my favorite thing about you because it is completely the opposite of me. Amy is that volunteer mom. She just finished a stint as the PTA president. <laughs> I, I am a recovering PTA president. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, and Amy is one of those people that, you know, you need something done. She's going to step in and she's going to make sure it happens. And she's basically what I would like to be if I was a good mom. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, I love you. Uh, she blogs over at momsmagicalmiles.com and she recently landed her dream job in an Atlanta area public library. Yes. That is Amy, right? <laughs> That's, I mean, 
Did I sum you up well? You did. And actually, you know, I'm done with the PTA gig, but we just started Bandcamp. Bandcamp starts this week. So that's where oh I'm my spending gosh. my time this week is at Bandcamp. See, it never yeah. stops. Amy, Amy is, is all about taking care of the kids, all the, all the kids. kids, all the babies. This You were a preschool mom when I met you. were a preschool yes. teacher when I first I've, met I've you. I've been through the elementary school. Now I'm taking care of the high school kids. So it <laughs> doesn't matter. I'll take care of the kids. All the kids, all the time. <laughs> all right. So Amy, tell us a little bit about your fandoms. I know you love Disney like I mm-hmm. love Disney, but what else entertains you? What else do you love uh, in your life? I'm definitely a huge Marvel fan. Uh, having the three boys, that's a really fun thing for us to be able to share together. Um, the whole superhero thing, I actually prefer superheroes to princesses. So as a boy mom, that's, that's mm-hmm. good for our family. Um, we can share a lot of that stuff. And then um, Harry Potter, I like the whole Harry Potter thing. I'm not obsessive or rabid about it. But again, that's something I shared with my boys. So that's fun. What house did you get sorted in? Let me guess. You're Ravenclaw. No, I'm a Gryffindor, actually. Oh, okay, I'm, I fair. I just don't know them smart you're, enough you're... to be a Ravenclaw, but oh my uh, gosh. you read you read so much. I that do. was my natural reaction. But, but Hermione, now that you said Gryffindor, Gryffindor correct. So. I was like, you are the most Harmoniest of right. Hermiones. So that completely okay. made sense for me. Okay, um, going. What and else? then of course books. Yes, of course, I like reading books, um, a lot of American history stuff, like colonial history, because that whole scene never should have happened. And I am continually fascinated that we are the country we are today, because we never should have won that war. And <laughs> that's my geeky side coming out. <laughs> and just being outside. Um, I It was self-defense when my kids were little, get them outside and running around in nature. And we just, they grew up with a love of nature, a love of going to parks. And beaches and all kinds of things like that. So that's it. But yes, you know, the Marvel is huge and also a Star Wars girl. Not as much as some, but I do love it. So, yep. I do love it. Well, what's not to love about Star Wars, right? All right. Um, well, what about your, your Disney history? How did you, how did, how did this become a thing for you? Did, did you uh, grow up with it or was this more? Adult onset Disneyitis. Uh, what happened? It there? was more adult onset. Um, I mean, I always loved Disney growing up, and I had the books and the records and the, watched the movies and all of that. So I always appreciated Disney. Um, we never went when I was a kid. My family took our first trip when I was sixteen, um, and it was fun. But I was sixteen, so I was like a jerky teenager. So you know, I probably had an attitude about it. <laughs> but um, it's when. I did my first, my first half marathon was the Disney Princess half marathon. And I went with a group of friends and the half marathon was fun, but it was eye-opening that I could go as an adult with friends and find other people who liked it as much as I did and had absolutely no problem being there as an adult without children. And that was kind of eye-opening to me. It was like I, I had permission as an adult to really get into it and and really geek out over it. So that just started. And then, you know, the princess kind of became an annual thing for a while. Then we threw in a few other trips and eventually I started taking my kids. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, they get to go sometimes too. 
but you have to admit the girls only trips are really a blast. Oh, I, I, I co-sign everything you just said, um, except for the whole half marathon thing being fun, <laughs> not so much. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's 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 funny that you that you mentioned that because I had my own uh, fangirling Amy moment. Remember <laughs> I that too. Back in the day before before I was on Facebook twenty four seven, we were on a little thing called the Disboards. And uh, it's still, and it still yeah. exists. It's still there. There's still a big community going on there. We just, I personally just moved off Disboards and moved over to Facebook, which is where I spend most of my mm. online time. And uh, I started following uh, Amy and our friend Julie, who were talking a lot, and they had these things called blogs. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, well, they're talking about their trips to Disney. And I had already run one. Uh, half marathon myself. And so I think you guys had two. So we, I I just started chatting with you guys online and it was at the very tail end of the race that I'm going up this hill and I'm looking at, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think that's, I think those are those two girls from online that I've been stalking obsessively and reading their blogs. And I ran up to you guys and I think you both looked at me like, who are you again? (laughs) Julie knew who you were. And then oh, after okay, we okay. Said, okay, so great to see you, blah, blah, blah. And you ran off and we ran off. And I was like, who was that? Who <laughs> I had, because, you know, you're in the half marathon. I was running. I was like, my brain, the blood was not in my brain. So I was like, hmm. So as soon as she told me like your handle, because on Discords, everybody has a handle, right? They have their, their nickname. Yes, yes. And so as soon yes, as she told me, I was yes. like, oh, all right. Fantastic. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. So that turned out you were actually my inspiration. You and Julie and the blogs were my inspiration to start this whole journey that I've had uh, online. Yeah. And well, and now they're podcasting. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. But yes, I can trace my roads to Disney fandom in part to seeing you online. So thanks for coming and and fangirling with us. Um, We are. We are. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about Animal Kingdom uh, with Amy today uh, because while this is not my (laughs) favorite park, uh, there's Mm. nothing... I can pinpoint and say that I hate about it. So it's not that. It's just that if I'm going to spend my time somewhere, I usually choose other parks. Uh, when it comes to Animal Kingdom, I like to walk in, uh, ride Flight of Passage if I have a fast pass, and ride. I will ride Everest over and over and you over and now. over and over again. I will now. Yes, there's a story there. We'll get to that <laughs> one. <laughs> um, but the rest of the and I and I love the safari. I really do mm-hmm. think that's such a special um, thing that Disney has, you know, going on here. But the rest of the park just doesn't. I, I'm not. It doesn't speak to my nerdy. Okay, so my nerdy ends up leaning more towards like the Magic Kingdom level right. of things. But this is your park. This is the one you love. This is the one that you feel connected to. This is the one you like to take your kids mm-hmm. to. So let's talk about it. Let's find out. Uh, let's talk about why. Do you remember, I don't know, the first time that you went to Animal Kingdom? Uh, well, the first time I went, it was before I had kids. My husband and I were going, just the two of us. And we went, and I don't think it had been open for very long. Um, and we went. And I thought it was a complete waste of a park. I was like, why, why would anybody spend their day here? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a really nice zoo. Conservation, save the earth, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's get back to like the Magic Kingdom. So I had that impression for years and years and years. 
when my oldest son was 12, I took him on a trip, just the two of us. To Dis- we did Legoland and we did Disney World. And I had this theme park commando attitude, right? I was going to show him everything all the time. We were going to cover everything in four days. And I had to stop. It was evident really quick that he's not that kid. Um, He has ADHD. So again, Mm -hmm, the lines mm -hmm. are not his favorite thing. It's not horrible, but it's not his favorite thing. Um, But he also has a measure of anxiety. And, you know, Walt Disney World is the overstimulation capital of the world, pretty much. Um, and, and so the crowds, um, and, and the newness of it and, and the hugeness of it kind of was overwhelming for him. And I, and I was noticing he was getting a little cranky and he wasn't eating like he normally would. And even if his favorite foods, like he's like, no, I'm not hungry. And so I was seeing his cues that he needed some something different. So, and we needed to slow down. So when we went to Animal Kingdom, I immediately saw him kind of relax a little. Um, he is a nature kid. Absolutely. He is my kid who, when we went to the library, when he was little, he would check out, he would go to the um, nonfiction section and check out all the animal books. And he wanted to know everything. He loves going to the park. And we had a menagerie of animals, like under on our front porch and tanks for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was really his jam. He was comfortable here. And the best thing about it is, you know, there are a few rides there, but for the most part, it's a lot of just meandering. You're, you're following trails. You're doing it at your own pace. Um, so that was really huge for him. He really appreciated it. Not He appreciated being able to look at the animals, first of all, but then also just standing there and taking as long as he wanted to. There wasn't any, you're holding up a line, keep moving, keep moving, or people shoving into him or anything like that. Um, so I started to see it from his perspective as far as it was more relaxed. The pace was more relaxed. And again, it took some of the anxiety off of him. So you're you're in this nature setting. It definitely is. Yeah, I can see that. You don't have to wait in too many lines. You can go at your own pace. And the kids, we've seen kids at a zoo. You can just, um, you can see them just being fascinated. It's interesting to see which animals are fascinated with what they spend a long time doing. And one of my favorite memories from that trip, and for always, and this kind of sealed the deal for Animal Kingdom with me, is in, I think it's in the Gorilla Falls Trail. Way in the back, there's the aviary, there's the bird section, and we sat on this bench, and we watched these two birds fly back and forth from a tree to the ground, picking up, like, twigs and pine straw and whatever else they could find, and they were building, or they were adding to, this huge nest up in the tree. We sat there for, like, 30 minutes (laughs) on this bench, just watching these birds go back and forth and building this nest, and he was happy. He was fascinated. It was interesting to me. It was relaxed. And here, here you are in the middle of Walt Disney World, right? And you have that moment. You have that experience. You know, that's that. That's just not typical of of what you hear. And so that's that's what makes this park so different from the other. Yes, ones. exactly. And you have the leisure to do that. Like you're not in anyone's way. You're not being rushed to do anything else. Um, you don't have a time limit. It's you can just sit and stare at birds making a nest if you want to. So, and that helped me as the theme park commando to understand <laughs> that there is value in just sitting on a bench and watching something happen, right? That there's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I got to appreciate it from somebody else's perspective. Um, and to this day, if I have the choice, it's the first park that I go to. And I always go back to Gorilla Falls. And that nest is still there. Matt is 17 now. He was 12 at the time. That nest is still there. And so that's kind of a thing for me where I can go back. And it's just a nice memory to to remember that time where we both got to enjoy that together. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. So, Aw, Mama Amy. <laughs> to me, Animal Kingdom is just, it's the best place for kids when they start getting strung out. You know, when, when you realize you're trying to do too much, um, but you don't want to waste part time, right? You don't want to spend an entire day at a pool. I mean, some people don't mind doing that, but mm-hmm. that still kind of bugs me. So it's a good place where if kids just need a break, um, and it, a lot of it is hot, but the trails are shady. You have the boneyard, which is the big sand pit thing. We spent a good amount of time there too, which I never thought we would do if it were in my plan we would not have spent that time there but again he was happy and i'm like this trip is for him and this is what's making him happy so but the trails are shady the boneyard is all shaded the playground is that's there is shaded and so it's a good break for kids who just are strung out and they've had enough and they cannot wait in one more line. It, it definitely has that um that has that vibe and has that feel and uh you know one of the one of the cool things also about Animal Kingdom is there's a lot of uh, street entertainment. Yes. You know, there's a lot of very culturally sp- specific uh, things that you can you can just sit and watch mm-hmm. and hang out, and um, and like you said, not not feel that rush and that go go go. And and I definitely feel that when I am at Animal Kingdom. But um, I am kind of like you in the sense that mm-hmm. I am part commando. I am go 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 go. Let's do do. That being said, while you can have your time to kind of slow things down and to really just soak in mm-hmm. this amazing park that Disney has put together, because there are so many oh, yeah. details, so many details that have gone into this place that you really could just spend some time staring at right. the tree. Right. The tree of life has incredible touches and points. Then it's just, it's it's really, really, really beautiful. But on the other hand, there's also there's also a couple of fun rides we got to talk about attractions uh, that that Disney has put there together. Are. And yes. I think when I think about both of these attractions, this is one thing that I do like about Animal Kingdom, even though I have said it's not my my favorite park. These two particular attractions stand out again because of the extreme level of detail and love and storytelling element that went into it. And the first one is Everest. Mm-hmm. You just can't, I can't think of a story and an, and an immersion that's um, Disney specific, you know, that, that they, they came up with, you know, that in recent years, that is just as, as overwhelmingly cool yeah. <laughs> as, as uh, Everest is. And as we kind of alluded to before, I <laughs> have not always been a roller coaster junkie. And, um, but once I fangirled you guys on the course and then wormed my way into your social circle online, uh, we made plans for the next Princess Half Marathon weekend to meet up. And during that discussion, you guys basically said, oh, well, if you're going to hang out with us, then you are going to ride mm-hmm. Everest. And I was terrified. I was absolutely <laughs> terrified. 
So what does Patty do to get over her fears? <laughs> you know, a little mommy juice. <laughs> a little liquid courage helped along mm-hmm. the way. So uh, yeah, guys, before I rode Everest, before I met up with Amy and Julie, mm-hmm. and uh, there was somebody else with us. I can't remember who else was in your group. But before I met up with this group of girls who I had only spoken to online before mommy uh-huh. juice. <laughs> This is really first impression. Right. We could have been like weirdos. Yeah, we could have been serial killers. Like, no, but hey, let's burn together and let's meet up at this park. Let's hang out. So I roll into Animal Kingdom with like three margaritas under my belts. Uh-huh. Uh, and I can't remember if it was you or Julie that got that that first inaugural ride with me, but I made one of you sit next to me and you were like, are you going to be okay? Are you going to make it through? Are you right. Don't throw up on me. Yeah. <laughs> and we rode uh, we rode Everest. And immediately, I mean, immediately as we pull into the station, I said, let's go again. Ready? And we jumped out. We got right back in line and we did it uh-huh. again. And I was, I was hooked. Uh, I have since ridden it many, many, many times. Very sober, by the way. And, <laughs> and loved every moment of this ride. It's not only just a, a fun, thrilling, exciting roller coaster, but like I said, there's all this story thematics and elements to it, yeah. which again is part of what Disney does so well. And also what what makes me come back. And that's where my nerdy and my fandom comes into um, at this park is that I feel like they really did. And I don't know since it was the the latest park. And so they had more time to really sketch it out and to draw Mm -hmm. it up and to try to make it into something. But I think, um, you know, there's been some misses Uh, at one point there was supposed to be like a whole section of, I don't know, mythical creatures or or something. And I think, I think that went to the wayside or maybe that's how they roped in Pandora and the world of avatar. And that's why we have that section there. But that's the second ride that I think is such a standout at, um, Mm-hmm, at uh, mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom, pretty much uh, consensus says throughout the Disney fandom that the uh, Pandora mm-hmm. flight, uh, flight of Passage is the best ride, the ride, the attraction that you don't want to miss at Walt Disney World um, at this point. I'm going to say, if we're talking just at Animal Kingdom, if I had a choice mm-hmm. between Flight of Passage and Everest... I would ride Everest. I would choose Everest. Um, I'm a roller coaster girl. I liked Flight of Passage. I thought it was fantastic. But it's still, I don't know. Like, it, it was beautifully done, the scenery. But just if I had a choice, I would go with the roller coaster. I, I, I think I'm the same way. As I, I, love, mm. I, I love simulators. I really, I think they're fascinating. And I think they're very, very, very cool. Uh, however, when it came down to it, you know, if you gave me yeah. two options, that's, that's where I would go to, um, is, is definitely oh, there, especially yeah. at night. Oh my gosh. Everest at night is amazing. But Pandora, yeah. you know, it has that storytelling element. My, my negative, which is a huge negative for me personally, and anybody that's listening yeah. to this podcast, you already know that I hate Avatar the movie. Yeah, I, so you can imagine that I also hate thing. Avatar the land <laughs> at Disney World. I, I, I can't say I can't say I hate it exactly. It's just I, yeah. I it wasn't worth it to me. I wish something else had been put in its place. I don't get it. I don't buy into it. I don't have that warm fuzzy yeah. feeling when I walk in or when I leave. And literally, I walk in, I ride the ride, and then I leave uh, because I don't feel a connection to this particular land. All that being said, mm-hmm. if you love that movie or if you 
do want to buy into it or, you know, because I think there's like 10 more of these movies and I'm giving a big old eye roll coming out. And I know some- maybe, maybe you have a different perspective on it, but the details are there and it is amazing. The whole land is just stunning, but it's just not my thing. Yeah. I know some people like, you know, you can't get the fast pass and you don't want to wait. However many hours you have to wait to ride the ride, but I would definitely encourage people to go in and just walk around because it is really cool to look at. It is, um, yeah. The scenery and the detail. And again, I've watched just bits and pieces of that movie. I haven't sat down and watched the entire thing. So like you said, it, it doesn't hold a lot for me. Um, mm-hmm. But it was amazing to look at. And I will say for anybody listening who gets kind of motion sick on the simulator rides, um, I do, like, I can't do Star Tours Um I, there are certain other simulator rides that will just, if I try and do it, I will be done for the rest of the day. I, I love actual motion, like on roller coasters, but for some reason, motion simulators take me apart. So I was a little nervous going onto Flight of Passage. I wasn't going to let it stop me, but mm-hmm. I was, um, right, I was right, right. I had no problem whatsoever. Like I, it didn't bother me in the least. So for anybody who oh, has good. that problem that's and good. hasn't yeah. ridden it yet and is concerned, I, it didn't bother me at all. So we've talked a little bit about about Run Disney. Um, Animal Kingdom holds a very cool opportunity, a very cool moment. Yes, an opportunity. This makes God. This is turning into the Everest fangirl podcast because <laughs> we're all right? over here just going Everest, Everest, Everest. Uh, the rest of the park is cool, but Everest, Everest, Everest. Uh, so here's the thing: when you run the Walt Disney World Marathon, uh, that is the whole big enchilada folks, you run through all four parks. You run all over Walt Disney World. Amy's done it. I've done it. It's, it's miserable. No, no. honestly, it's the only marathon I could see personally myself ever even attempting, much less completing um, because of all of the distractions and the fact that I was able to, to look forward to these different things. One of the big things that people look forward to when you run Disney and you run this marathon is um, Everest is about at the halfway mark and it's a really cool opportunity if you're of a certain speed if you're super speedy and super fast you're gonna miss it it won't be open for you oh, but, darn. If, <laughs> but if you time it just right uh you can hop on a roller coaster mm-hmm. in the middle of your marathon mm-hmm. and take a spin through everest and then jump off and keep running and amy you did that right i have done it twice yes Twice, twice. Um, and it was hilarious because, of course, I'm in the middle of this marathon and I'm already taking pictures and posting them to Facebook anyway. And so now I'm sitting on the roller coaster and I'm posting a picture of us and they're like, and I'm getting responses like, wait, are you done with your marathon? I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and it was hilarious because, like, I had my Garmin on, my watch on, and you look later and it completely messed me up because it added like a mile to my, um, distance on my watch and right right yeah and the pace and like it yeah it, I couldn't really use my watch after that but um so you might want to pause your garden before you get other roller coasters um, before you ride like, Everest how many times can you say that I mean honestly yeah I don't think there's a lot I, I know there are other races where you can run through theme parks but this is truly the only unique 
opportunity, you know, running one of the Disney races yeah. where I've seen people who do that, who, who pull off. And, and the first one was Everest. Um, since then, other people have ridden other stuff at Hollywood Studios. And I've also uh, seen people who are writing things at um, Epcot now, right at the end. Um, you would have to go way off course to do that. You right? would. Oh, no, I guess. You okay. would, but they don't care. They, you know, they're, they're in it for the, the unique factor right. of being able to say, I rode. Well, uh, I can respect that. Yeah, right. So it's fun. Uh, but yeah, that's, so that has that one, that, that, that extra little factor in that gives Animal Kingdom a, a, a nudge. It's also mm-hmm. a really great place to cheer the marathon on is in the parking lot of Animal Kingdom. So mm-hmm. anybody that's going to be down there in January or that has family that's going, that's a really great uh, location to cheer. Because halfway is so great because the person's into it and they're putting in all this hard work, but they don't want to die yet. So, like, that's a good place to see your loved one because they might be in it a good is. space by then. It is, and it's a huge parking lot. Yeah. So oh, yeah. As as you're doing the parking lot tour, just to have a familiar face out there or a funny sign mm-hmm. or something like that is is so so welcoming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we we yeah, Animal Kingdom is a is has a little run Disney connection uh, for us yeah. as well. Now, Amy, do you have do you have maybe a one word reaction to Animal Kingdom that? that sums it up for you. That's not magical. I know. <laughs> um, I would say peaceful to me. Okay. That's, that's my part. That's peaceful and relaxing. And you just wander. It's, it's kind of like Epcot's world showcase for me in that respect where you just wander and kind of go at your own pace and look at what you want to look at and hang out. Yep. Yep. I like it. I like it. I had a ton of fun talking to Amy, as always. Um, Now, this particular fangirling topic is part of the We're Disney People, What Do You Mean There's Other Vacations? series. Uh, (laughs) So be sure to check out the other interviews as well. And uh, guys, if you liked what you heard today or on any of the other episodes, I'd really appreciate it if you'd uh, leave that five-star review if you like it. Uh, also, don't forget that every Monday I bring the movie reviews on the Monday Movie Minute, and every Thursday you'll find us fangirling away on topics such as this. You never know what you're going to get. It's always something different because that is how yeah. fandom works, and that is how my brain works. <laughs> oh, right. hey, can I put in a last-minute plug? Absolutely. Go for it. Sarah would kill me if I had forgotten. I wrote it down, but I forgot. So our friend Sarah who blogs with Sarah in the suburbs and I also do a Facebook live. Um, and we are kind of like on Patty's schedule where we're like weekly ish, um, for our sweet tea talk Facebook live show. And usually it's every Tuesday at two o'clock, but you can find us on Facebook at sweet tea talk show. Yes. Um, and just about travel and entertainment, but Sarah's from Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm in Atlanta. So we kind of throw, a whole lot of Southern perspective on that. <laughs> yeah, we we had Sarah on the show uh, talking about Harry Potter before. So if you guys recognize oh, yeah. uh, her voice or her name, that's where she's from. But yeah, absolutely. You guys uh, do this really, It's and it's so fun because it's, it's just very Sarah, very Amy, and very Southern. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I love it. I love it. All right. Thanks. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for hanging out with us in the Jungles of Animal Kingdom today on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. And we hope you'll come back to Fangirl with us again real soon. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Patty, for having me.